morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, March 28, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We will be joined temporarily by the lovely and talented Steve Wiltfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. But some house cleaning to start. First, I want to thank everybody who has gone to iTunes and subscribed to the Bucknuts Morning 5. This is what we need you to do. Go to your podcast app. Pull up Bucknuts Morning 5. You can search and hit subscribe. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. This does tremendous wonders for the podcast and how much we will be able to invest into it. And this is different. When you subscribe via your podcast app, for those of you who haven't done it yet, you don't pay a thing. And every time you do a Bucknuts Morning 5 podcast, it will just populate on your phone and you will go from there. That is the best way to listen to it. Reminder. Go sign up, subscribe, and then give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps tremendously. This really does help us in the production of the podcast, so thanks for that. What also helps is quality guests. The aforementioned Steve Wolfong joins us smoothie in hand. Steve, how are you? Good morning, Daniel. Doing well. Baseball season is upon us, and uh, I'm excited about that. Steve will be pulling his kids out of daycare early today to watch the Cubs game. That's quality parenting, in my opinion. What's also quality? Steve, here to make up for last week. Both of us were off our game. The past weekend was a big one in Columbus. Several visitors, several positions, several classes. I want to start with a couple of defensive backs that you have been following. Henry Gray and Julian Cavazos. Very strong vibes that Cavazos will be part of the class. Do you think the weekend affected Gray's recruitment? Well, I agree that Legend Cavazos will be back in the fold for Ohio State at some point here in the near future, former commit that returned to campus and seen by all um, accounts recruiting for Ohio State. And and, uh, so that's a good thing for the Buckeyes as he's uh, emerging as one of the top peer recruiters in this class nationally. Henry Gray, I feel like Ohio State's right there in the top two uh, with Clemson, and they had him on campus for like five days talking to a source uh, in South Florida that's familiar with Gray's recruitment. He thinks that Gray will ultimately end up at Ohio State, and it sounds like it was a strong visit. Uh, But based on everything I had heard as of a couple days ago, he wasn't counted in the class by any stretch yet. That's an interesting one. Let's talk something about the offensive lineman, Michael Carmody, and guys like that. Anyone jump out to you? Yeah, so Michael Carmody had a really good visit. He wants to get back to campus and get around the guys in the locker room more. He's a young man that we recently promoted into our top 100 of the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. His brother plays basketball in Notre Dame. His dad is uh, one of the best basketball coaches, high school basketball coaches out in that region. Been very successful. Michael's a a good player as well, good multi-sport athlete. A guy that we're really high on at 24-7 sports. Had a great visit. Don't sleep on the Buckeyes for Michael Carmody, despite the crystal ball being all Penn State. And, again, I think the next move for Ohio State is Michael Carmody coming back to campus and getting around the players on the team more as he seems to be getting real comfortable with the coaching staff. I'm looking forward to an intramural basketball team with Carmody's on there. I assume if his dad's a coach, he can box out to go with Jack Sawyer and Cade Stover. So if they can't win a national championship, I'm sure they will win the on-campus intramural Ohio State basketball championship. Speaking of other guys of huge desire, and really one of the more interesting recruitments we've got going in this class, tell us what you know about Rakeem Jarrett. 
Well, everything I'm hearing right now is that the some of the SEC schools are in the pole position, and I'm hearing that Tennessee had the edge going into this big wave of Southeastern Conference visits, and my 24-7 sports crystal ball reflects that. In the fall, I thought Ohio State led for Rakeem Jarrett. That's what I was told by multiple sources. But right now, I'm hearing that it's Tennessee out in front, the needed receiver in his bond with guys like Coach T. Martin, his last visit to Tennessee. We're all big, and he's returning to Tennessee here uh, on this spring break trip. It's the last trip that he has on this spring break swing, and, and, and Tennessee's in a terrific spot. Yeah, I don't get that one. I'll just be honest. When I saw it, it surprised me. As you just explained it to me, it makes sense. The T. Martin Hook, sure, he's a wonderful recruiter and has done tremendous stuff at other stops, but I don't get that one. That's that's a. I'm from D.C., and that is another peg, and the D.C. is just the Wild West uh, approach. Tennessee's doing a great seat. job on the trail. I mean, you look at what they did last year's class. They beat Clemson for Quiveris Crouch. Uh, that's one of the few recruiting battles that Clemson lost last year. They go up into West Virginia, and they get Darnell Wright, a five-star offensive tackle that everybody wanted. They go into Georgia and land – Another five-star offensive tackle out of uh, out of uh, Grayson, and and then they go out to California on signing day, and they beat Alabama and Washington for Henry Toatoato. So they've proven under Jeremy Pruitt and this new staff they can go toe to toe with these powerhouse programs that have had a lot of success and have made college football playoffs recently and won national titles recently. And, and so look. We're going to be on that level. We're going to turn this program around, and we're going to do it with guys like you. And I think Rakeem Jarrett's another prospect that's buying into it. Does that mean he's a done deal to Tennessee? No. I just think Tennessee leads based on everything I'm hearing. That makes perfect sense to me. But as I said here, I know what everyone on Bucknuts is thinking, and I don't even need to say it. So let's move on to Julian Fleming, the ideal number one receiver type. Uh, if I pronounce this correctly, Catawissa, Pennsylvania. Yeah, number one receiver from the very, from the jump for twenty four seven sports in our twenty twenty class, and uh, he was back on Ohio State's campus this weekend, and I talked to him after the visit. He uh, spent the majority of his time with the players and and the former players, and and. Uh, Ohio State, that's what they try and do with prospects anyway is their top targets is get them around the guys in the locker room and see if they're like-minded all the way around. And the players in the locker room do the best recruiting for Ohio State. And Ohio State's culture, these players love being Buckeyes, and they and they love being on the team. And uh, Julian got to spend a lot of time with Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon, and my man Terry McLaurin from Indianapolis. And, and and those guys talked about their experience at Ohio State, and then he spent time with a lot of time with Legend, and he got to spend some time with players on the team. And there's absolutely absolutely no doubt in my mind that Julian Fleming is very comfortable with Ohio State, and he could end up a Buckeye. Going into the visit, I'm 100% sure that Clemson had the slight lead on Ohio State. Coming out of it, I haven't grasped whether that's changed or not. I just know he likes Ohio State a lot. I expect them to get back to both schools before deciding um, and, and take some officials. Oh, it's recruiting. You never know. Maybe he, maybe he pops sooner. But I, I think he'll take some officials. I think – oh, the other thing Julian Fleming the, – the big thing Julian Fleming said 
that stuck out to me other than his time with the players and, and the former players was uh, that he said this visit was more about his mom and getting his mom back to Ohio State. And, and what I took away from that, not what he said, not so this is just me trying to piece this thing together, but I think that there's a reason why all the 24-7 sports crystal balls are on Penn State early for Julian Fleming. Um, he's he's an in-state kid. Penn State does a good job recruiting kids, obviously, and uh, um, he's been there a ton. And I think that there are people around Julian Fleming that, would love for him to go to Penn State as it's 90 minutes from home or whatever. But uh, getting getting family comfortable with the idea of Ohio State and Clemson and sending their loved one uh, to a school that's not as, as close to home uh, was what I took from that comment. I may be wrong, but that was the way I read it. And he said that his mom loved it at Ohio State. Yeah, this feels like it's going to be a battle actually with Clemson down to the wire. So if they could pull this one off, this would be a coup of epic proportions. You could make an argument he's the best receiver. I mean, he, you could make an argument he's the best receiver prospect of the last five or six years. I'm not saying you'd be right, but you could make the argument, which is impressive. Speaking of arguments, you know it's going to be when we talk quarterbacks. The Buckeyes are set for 2020, Jeff Miller. 2021 is coming into focus as quarterback recruiting often gets us started a little bit earlier than other positions. There's a whole list of guys they're interested in. It does feel like J.J. McCarthy has emerged as their favorite. What's your vibe on 2021 quarterback recruiting? Well, first, I'm excited. I'm going to see Jack Miller this weekend. I'm going to the Adidas 7-on-7 National Championships in Tampa. I see Jack Miller about once a year. Uh, He's going to be playing with a different team than his normal 7-on-7 team, so he's going to have to – we'll see how quickly he gets on the same page chemistry-wise with those guys in that seven-on-seven setting. But I'm excited to see him and a lot of the top quarterbacks in the country are going to be at this event. Carson Beck, who's committed to Georgia. Harrison Bailey committed to Tennessee. Um, The Sims kid going to Florida State. Uh, So there'll be a lot of really good signal callers down there and and get to see Jack go toe-to-toe and and see how his traits stack up with those guys. 2021, Mike, 24-7 sports crystal ball is on Ohio State for J.J. McCarthy who completed like 76% of his passes for a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns, leading Nazareth Academy to a state championship as a sophomore. No doubt in my mind, Ohio State's the leader for J.J. McCarthy right now. The kicker is Ohio State's got several 2021 quarterback offers out. Several of those guys are on campus this weekend, and I think they all really like Ohio State. I think the guy that if Ryan Day and his staff, um, the guy that I think that, all guys, all schools are coveting right now is the May kid from North Carolina. I, I think he's a guy uh, that – Drake uh, May? He, a lot of guys are pushing for. He's going to be a, a – I don't he, – he, we're discussing our 2021 rankings right now at 24-7 Sports. The May kid's going to be ranked very high, and, and he's a guy that – he had a really good visit to Ohio State over the weekend too. And, and so we'll see when these 2021 dominoes start to drop at quarterback – but I think the May kid is the coveted guy for a ton of schools, including Ohio State. And uh, uh, as far as J.J. McCarthy loved his visit, his family loved it. I think they're the team to beat for him. Bill Kierlich was all over the uh, kid from Cheshire Academy. Uh, Ohio State was not just his first major offer, but his first offer. Uh, so I would imagine that the Buckeyes are the one to beat for him. And, and, and so Ohio State, 
They're in on these 2021 blue chippers, May and McCarthy recruited uh, by uh, high-profile programs coast to coast. Now they got the ball rolling on the kid from Cheshire. Uh, so we'll see how uh, Coach Day and the staff juggle this one. Drake May, of course, the younger brother of North Carolina senior forward Luke May, who you can watch in the tournament. Certainly good bloodlines there. I think there are other siblings playing sports or something, so they've certainly tapped something there. All right, let's let you brag here. Your guy, your favorite Buckeye of all time, Terry McLaurin. Mel Kuyper now has mocked in the first round of the NFL draft. If this happens, this will be a guy who I'm not kidding you. If he had come out last year, I'm not sure he would have been drafted. And now he's a first-round kid. Brag a little bit on your boy, Terry McLaurin. Well, I think that that would surprise people in the Woody last year, too. Not that they didn't think he was a good player, but I think – that you know, I mean, first rounds, uh, and and he is athletically, he athletically isn't dwarfed by anybody. And you look at Ohio's, I mean, he he scored a touchdown less than every four touches McLaurin did, which I kind of I didn't really realize that till he was on my, McLaurin was on my podcast last week, and I was looking at the stats and like, man, this guy scored a touchdown every three point something catches, so. I don't know. I hope it's true. Um, and uh, um, he he worked extremely hard to get to his Ohio State scholarship offer. He worked extremely hard to get on the field at Ohio State. And, and obviously he's working extremely hard to get drafted. And I know we're supposed to all be unbiased writers or whatever, but we're human. I'm from Indy. He's from Indy. I've known him since he was a sophomore in high school. I'm not saying we break bread together or anything. You know, I'm not part of the family. Uh, but the family's always treated me well, and uh, Terry, um, you know, went to Ohio State and did his thing, and he's going to have a shot to play some more football in his life. And and then he also is the uh, representative of Ohio State's Real Life Wednesdays program and getting some really good internships at the opening finals two summers ago. I'm just on the field, you know, watching watching the prospects participate and. You know, this you know guy comes into my peripheral, and it's McLaurin walking up to me, telling me about this internship he got at Nike through uh, Ohio State, and and so uh, he 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 is he's the guy that you want coming back and talking to kids uh, if you're Ohio State in the future. I mean, because it's obvious he loves it, loves Ohio State, worked hard to go there, worked hard to get on the field there, waited his turn, then maximized his opportunities and. He's one. Of, he's working out with Coach Marotti, and and uh, I mean, he just loves everything about Ohio State. Did everything right uh, as a Buckeye. I think one of the things that's happened is these NFL teams invest millions of dollars in people, and see the McLaurin is about the safest investment you can get. If he pulls this off, he's going to have to write a book about what to do when preparing for the draft. Because I'll go back and look for some future show, but I don't know what he was projected when the season ended and where he is now. Um, there's a very big financial gap in there. So big ups to Terry. And let's just be honest, this doesn't hurt recruiting either to have three receivers that never took a snap as a true number one at Ohio State all be picked in the first few rounds. So it's great stuff. We appreciate Steve stopping by. This was a very, very strong effort. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Thanks, guys. See you on the front row.